1: Pace with Alex and Fochie. Alex, Alex and Alex and Alex If I put our jacks in the paint, how you gonna stop me? How you gonna stop me? How we can go going? head to head. Call out your top three. Call out your top three. Look at the switch from Dorte. Now that boy got three. We got Holly Burton running point. This is the Benedict for the shot. If anybody gonna come in the post, then we got Jalen Smith for the block.
2: Setting the pace, going to the top. Setting the pace, going to the top. This is your number one podcast. Sweeping every team. We gonna need a mop.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, do we have a special episode for you today here on Setting the Pace. My good man, Mike Fachi. he's been working the phone lines. He's been working the emails. He finally did it. Aaron Neesmith, Pacer starting forward, joining the podcast today. Fachi, great job by you by getting him. How are you doing today, brother?
3: Oh, I'm doing great. Been working on this one for a while. I just felt like <laughs> from the second Aaron Neesmith came here, it was like, gotta get this guy on the show yeah God I want the proper introduction of Aaron to, to the whole fan base and he did not disappoint it, it was awesome to really see him you know open up talk about stuff off the court talk about who he's closest with on the court and just everything that went in you know that goes into a career year and that is exactly what we've seen from Aaron this year
1: yeah absolutely so we were able to record this on Monday afternoon around five o'clock I guess it's Monday evening you could say but 5 o'clock before, you know, they play the Mavericks on Tuesday. So we wanted to get a, a quick interview in there with him while he had some time. And I think he was just chilling in his hotel room, giving us some time to talk with us about the Pacers and his season and that kind of stuff. So really cool. I think you're going to enjoy some of the inside. We try to get some, like, behind-the-scenes stuff too. So just just keep an eye on that. And uh, maybe we'll get an update on his nickname as well, if you're not sure what his nickname is. But, Fachi, let's go ahead and take a quick commercial break. We're going to go ahead and bring on our guest, Aaron Eastman.
3: All right, we now welcome on the man who is in the midst of a career season. He wears number 23, our very own starting forward, Aaron Niesmith. Aaron, how are you?
2: I'm good. Thank you guys for having me. Glad to be here.
3: Of course, we've been
2: looking forward to it. So,
3: you know, Aaron, let's, I guess, just start from uh, when you joined the Pacers. I mean, you're coming off of a trip to the NBA Finals at the Boston Celtics before being traded to the Pacers in the offseason. I mean what were those emotions like knowing that you were traded but also to a place where it could very well equate to a larger role
2: Uh yeah it was it was weird um you know getting traded it was uh it was a little bit of like mixed emotions of of sad and happy um know, I was obviously sad to be leaving my teammates and all the relationships that I I created over the past 2 years in Boston and then um But at the same time, being very happy and excited about the opportunity that I knew I was going to get here in Indiana. So um took me about, you know, a day, a day to get over it. And then as soon as the day ended, I was just, was just all excitement. Yeah.
1: I mean, jumping into summer league right away too, I mean, I give you props for that. You don't see a lot of three-year players or third-year players playing the summer league, but, you know, I love that you were eager to get out there with the Pacers. So I'm just curious though, the big thing for me you know seeing you as a backup for a big, big beginning of the beginning of the season and then being put into that starting lineup there as that you know that three or that four or whatever position you're exactly playing i'm not sure but you know that other forward out there what is the big difference for you in terms of starting versus coming off the bench
2: um it's really just um you know how you approach the game um like as far as setting the tone um when the, if you're starting the game, especially if you're you know guarding some uh, very talented players, it's very important to start the game off with a certain tone. That way, the refs come, the refs refs got it for the flow of the game. Uh, the guys coming off the bench get it for the flow of the game. Opposed to coming off the bench, you know you got to read the starters' flow and how the game's going and figure out a way how to impact the game once you get checked in. So, um, yeah, that's, a, that's I would say that's the biggest difference.
3: You know, in an era right now where players are criticized a lot for not playing enough defense, no one's going to say that about you. I mean, we knew you could shoot the leather off the ball coming out of Vanderbilt, but what you've shown on the defensive end has just been such a treat for Pacer fans. How much pride do you take in being an absolute workhorse on the defensive end?
2: Uh, Yeah, I take a lot of pride in, um, you know, my defense. That was one thing during my time in Boston. Uh, That was something – That's why I got into the game. And so being able to carry that here in Indiana and just, you know, get better and better and learn, you know, the hard way by getting thrown into the fire in in some aspects. But um, uh, it's something that going into every game, I take my matchup very seriously and I watch uh, copious amounts of film uh, on my opponent before the game starts. So,
3: Yeah. 23 years of age, you absolutely fit the timeline and core of this team. I mean, you've been a vital part, and also moving forward, which we're all excited about. Can you sort of describe the type of culture that the Pacers are building? Because while we might not be there yet, oh, you can let the league's best know that we're coming. And Boston just saw it recently. We beat Boston earlier. I mean, what type of culture are we building right now?
2: Uh, We're building a special one for sure. Um, We're building a special one of guys who work hard, want to get better, want to win, play the right way, play for each other um, and ultimately, you know, have fun while we all do it. So it's been it's been a great time while I've been here so far.
1: Talk to me about playing with Tyrese Halliburton, obviously one of the best passers in the NBA, just always having to, you know, be ready because his head is on a swivel looking for everybody and how awesome it's been to play with him.
2: Uh, It's been awesome, you know, one of the fastest paced fastest paced team in the league. And uh that's a big part of him um because of his ability to catch the ball and go and get us all in transition and he'll find all of us. If you're running he's gonna find you. So um it gives incentives for everybody and makes everybody's lives a lot easier in the offensive end having him out there.
3: Hey it's definitely great to have him out there. We saw what the team looked like without him obviously it's a bit of a difference but uh the pace is currently 27 and 35 but Aaron, they're actually 9-4 and four in games that where you score 15 or more, which I've been calling you the X factor of this team. You know, when, when you think about how this season's been and some of the big games that you've had, I mean, you've scored a career high two or three different times this year. Is there a certain feeling you get after seeing maybe that first shot or first three-pointer go in where you know, yeah, I think I'm cooking tonight?
2: Yeah, for sure. There's some nice, you know, you wake up on the right side of the bed and, you know, you walk into the gym feeling good. First shot goes in, you know, oh, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a special night. So, um, yeah, I've had a couple of nights like that this year and hopefully we can get some more.
1: Yeah, we, we definitely need some more of those because we need to see just continue to, to drill those three pointers. But I'll say this, you know, guarding, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but guarding the toughest players on the opposing team, it, it's a challenge. And I know that, there for a little while, you know, it seemed like you were getting in foul trouble early on and having to play through getting quick fouls in the first and second quarter. And it was just frustrating because like, it feels like, what can I do? You're trying to be physical, but you're not trying to foul. And sometimes, you know, the offensive players get so much of an advantage in today's NBA. How have you been able to kind of change your game a little bit and to keep yourself from getting into early foul trouble uh, in, in recent games?
2: Uh, yeah, it's just being smarter, knowing, uh, knowing when I could be aggressive and when I can't be aggressive. Um, and a lot of it has to do with, you know, who I'm guarding. You know, some of these guys are big-name guys, and they're going to get the benefit of the doubt um, when the whistle blows. So um, just being almost over, over-exaggerative with, you know, with my hands and just making sure I guard them with my chest. So uh been – Uh, that's been a big learning curve for me. And I got to continue to get better at that.
3: You know, when you're talking about a learning curve, I mean, a lot of it comes with extended playing time. And from doing some research, I saw that you've actually spent, you know, they broke down, you know, your position. You spent 15% of your time at shooting guard, 47% of your time at small forward, 38% of your time at power forward. Is there a position in mind that you feel you thrive most at? Or is it just like, hey, it's 2023. This is the era of positionless basketball.
2: Uh, definitely. It's you know the era of position is ba- uh, positionless basketball. I don't, I don't think about going into the game at any position. I just go out there thinking play. You know, run, run through the corner, run to the wing. You know, pass, kick, move, um, and it's just you know everybody can do it one through four. So that's just my mindset.
1: Yeah, we we saw the Pacers make a trade uh, at the deadline, which we weren't sure if this team was going to make any trades or not because you guys had had such a really special chemistry. Uh, I, I'm curious, you know, adding George Hill to this team, what has his veteran leadership meant for you guys?
2: Uh he's been huge since the minute he landed here in India. His voice has been—it's um, been heard in the locker room uh, um, from the very first game. Uh, he had some choice words for us at halftime to kind of get us fired up. So um, he's been—he's been, been great, especially just for everybody since we're so young. Just another great voice that everybody can listen to.
3: You know, staying on that topic, I mean, whether it was in Boston or Indiana, like who was your vet that's really kind of took you under the wing or showed you a lot in this league? Um,
2: you yeah, know, I've learned, I wouldn't say there's one person that's just taught me so much that uh, I would say it's just a combination of everybody. Um, during my time in Boston, I used to watch, you know, Jason, Jalen, how they work out, how they move, how they carry themselves on the defensive side. Watched Marcus and the little tips and tricks he had uh, rehabbing. Um, Al was Al had a great routine day in and day out, so I would always watch his routine, and I kind of, I kind of stole some stuff from him that I brought into my daily routine over here. Um, over here, you know, we got James Johnson, we got TJ McConnell, two, uh, two veterans who've been around here for a long time. So uh, they've taught me a lot during my time here so far. Um got Miles Turner, the way he carries himself. Now we got George, you know, it's just a combination of everybody I've been a part of um, and just taking little things from each and every one of them.
1: Awesome, man. Well, I got to ask you this because I'm always curious, you know, what your routine is before a game. So, Obviously you have walkthrough and then you guys, you know, have your pregame meal. Do you take a nap? Is there something you do to get yourself ready for the game? Maybe you just walk me through uh a day in the life of Aaron Neesmith before a Pacers game.
2: Uh well, I mean it's shoot around and then a nap. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's uh I used to I used to hate napping, but over the years now it's become a mandatory thing. Okay.
3: Uh, what kind of nap are we talking about? Like what's the sweet spot before a game? Cuz you obviously don't want to nap for too long, but
1: what's yeah.
2: like what do you go with? I say an hour minimum.
1: Okay. That's
3: nice.
2: Pre-game hour minimum, sometimes 2 hours depending on how tired I am. Uh, um, but if it's no no game day, then I try my best not to nap, but because I'm in a routine of napping so much now, I usually pass out like 20 minutes.
1: You got, like, a pregame meal or anything like that that you eat? Is there, like, something you go to or is it you change it up all the time?
2: Um, Something with pasta, always. Okay. Um, Or it's either pasta or sub, like, from, uh, from like, Subway, Jimmy John's, anything anything like that.
3: Now, we usually hear, like, what's the good pregame meal? But, like, what's off the table when it comes to that? Like, what's just not a good pregame meal?
2: uh fast food anything that's exactly what i was
3: thinking yeah
2: (laughs) taco bell
0: (laughs) But you
3: hear about these guys eating mcdonald's before a game and you're just like i just don't understand how you're running up and down the court guarding the the league's elite and you're doing off the fast food but to each their own
2: yeah, that's exactly it. To eat their own. There are some guys who can eat McDonald's and five guys or whatever before the game, and I'm, I'm just not one of those guys. Um, but, I, you know, kudos to them.
1: <laughs> yeah, lots of carbs to burn off there with what you're eating, so I, I respect that. Now, I was going to ask you, in terms of back to basketball, for you, what was your favorite game so far uh, as a
2: Pacer? Um, I would – that's a tough one. I would say probably the Cavs game. Um, that was a high, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that, the dunk, and it was just, uh, it was a very competitive game. And uh, it seemed like there was a little bit more to that one because we had just recently played them in Cleveland. Uh, that was a hard game as well. We lost that one. And, uh, and we gave up a lead and lost that one. So uh, we came into this one pretty fired up, so.
3: You know, you hit some I think it was against the Lando Magic, game winning free throws, and you've had some big shots. Is there a play maybe this season that's really kind of stood out to you of like, man, this was this was a great growth for me?
2: Uh, I would say the New York Knicks game. Um, when I had the double double, just uh there were some reads I made offensively that was definitely a big, big growth for me. Um, and then also be, being able to rebound the ball like I did, I got a uh, do a better job of being consistent and doing that.
1: We've had some really fun games at Gamebridge Fieldhouse this year. I'm just curious, uh, how awesome have the fans been at at the arena and the fieldhouse and how much have you felt their presence
2: during those awesome home games? Man, it's been awesome. Like we, we definitely need them in the arena to win games. Um, they've helped us win games this year. It's not, it's not an easy place to play. Um, it's what I've learned, um, during my time here. It's, uh, the people here they, they know their basketball and they're, they're real junkies so it's it's fun having them in the crowd um, cheering us on like that.
3: That's awesome and you know just you've logged now 20 playoff appearances but if you look around this Pacers roster there's not a lot of playoff experience. I mean what was it like kind of coming into that locker room being like hey you know obviously I'm used to a little bit of a different different standard and I know it'll come but has that been something that you've tried to kind of share with your teammates as to like what it feels like to play in an NBA finals or go on that run?
2: Yeah, uh, one of my coaches kind of had me talk to one of my teammates about just how fun it is to play in the playoffs and how different it is um, just from an environment standpoint. And it's, it really is unmatched. It takes a big time jump, and that's something that I I have expressed to my team. it was like, guys, we we want to play in the playoffs. Like, it is different. It's an experience that you You want to have, and it just makes the game so much more enjoyable.
1: And I'm sure it drives you even more once you get a taste of it, just to want to get back there and, and prove yourself.
2: Exactly. Even even just the playing game, there will be. There's going to be a jump in the physicality, um, hmm. the effort that everybody you – so know, even hmm. just playing in the playing game, guys are going to get that little taste and be itching for more. So.
1: Yeah, I was going yeah, mean, to say – well, sorry, Potch. I was going to say, you know, that Celtics game felt very much like a playoff atmosphere. Did you guys – did you feel that same way, or did you feel like that maybe even a play-in game would be more intensified than that game?
2: I would say even a play-in game would be more intensified than that game, okay. for sure. That was that – was a- Game and everybody was obviously given the role, but um, there's, just, there's just that extra little juice that comes in when, when it's the playoffs. Yeah. And,
3: and, you know, with, with all due respect to Boston, was there a little something extra in that, you know, those games against Boston that you want to say, hey, you know what? I want to have, you know, I want to play as good as I could possibly play tonight. Obviously, you want to do that every night, but a little something extra with Boston.
2: Absolutely. I mean, I didn't I didn't say it early, but the Boston game in Boston was – is also going to be up there for the most memorable games of the season for me. Just, I was that was a game that I wanted to win more than any of any of them. So it was it was good to get that one for sure.
3: I gotta throw this out there also. I was doing some research before this interview. Celtics blog, one of, the, one of the top Celtics spots, they put out an article about you just after that game saying, this ain't the same old Aaron Eastman. So, you know, it, it's, it shows this year. You've taken, you know, leaps and bounds, and all Celtics fans notice it. Pacer fans notice it. The league notices it. So just wanted to give you your flowers right there.
2: I appreciate that. We'll keep it going.
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: so I heard your nickname in Boston was Crash. I, I'm curious yeah. – one, do you like that nickname? And two, is that the nickname you want to roll with moving forward? Or is there something else you got out there that you like a little bit better?
2: Absolutely not. I hated that <laughs> nickname. Yeah, I hated that nickname. I can't remember. <laughs> I, it may have been uh, it may have been Kemba, but not a fan of it. Glad I could leave that, that nickname behind. They call me Double here. Uh, I like that much better.
3: I like it. I like it. Uh, You know, look, Coach Carlisle been around the game for a minute now. He's won a championship. It's his third stint in Indiana, just well-respected around the league. But can you touch on Coach Carlisle, the human being, and maybe what we don't get to see uh, just behind the scenes?
2: Uh, Yeah, he's very relatable. He's easy to talk to. He's a great coach. Um, You know, anytime you have any question or concern, you know, he's always there to listen. So uh, that's something that I know the guys appreciate Um, and just, like, coaching wise, it makes you want to play for him more, if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm one of my questions kind of following up like that, you know, coaching stuff, maybe moving more to the front office, you know, Kevin Pritchard, Chad Buchanan, that whole group there. uh, How awesome are they to work with? And maybe is it comparative to what was in Boston? Or are they a little bit more hands on since it's a smaller market, that
2: kind of thing? I would say they're around, they're around more. And they are they're the best. Like they're being around more, I think is 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 good. Um, if I'm able to have real conversations with them, you know, not even just basketball related. Um, so it's been it's it's great having those guys around, and they've been awesome, super nice. So it's it's been a lot of fun.
3: All right, now we're, uh, before we close it out, we're gonna go with our rapid fire segment. First thought that comes to mind. All right, we got we got eight quick ones for you. Uh, closest teammate to you on the Pacers.
2: Um, probably it was it was Terry Taylor, but he just got traded. Love so. me some TT.
1: Ah, yeah, we yeah. Appreciate just, it. yeah, we miss TT for sure. Uh, let me let's go a different route here. Toughest defensive matchup for you this season?
2: Paul George.
3: Ooh, yeah, I, I can't argue with that one. Uh Favorite TV show, past or present?
2: Um, probably. Probably Attack on Titan. Mm, I gotta see that. Okay.
1: Uh, what's your go-to spot to eat at in Indiana? Uh,
2: I don't have a local spot yet, but I've been going to Chick Fil A like three times a week. So
3: <laughs> closed
2: on Sundays. <laughs> hey, we'll get you in
3: that routine. Come the off season, you'll you'll find a spot. Um, all right. Highlight for yeah. maybe most fun moment of the season for you. I guess you you talked about a couple. Is there one in specific?
2: Uh, we'll we'll say beating Boston in in Boston. Love it. All
1: right, now this is a controversial question, so be careful because I don't want any of your teammates to hear this. But
2: who's the best shooter on the Pacers? <sighs> uh, I'll say. A, a, can I say a handful of guys?
1: <laughs> mm, you got to pick one, and you, you can't pick, pick, yourself.
2: <laughs> well, you can pick yourself. You can you pick can yourself.
3: You can pick yourself.
2: Yeah, you can pick yourself. Mm. Nah, I'm gonna just I'm uh, I'm plead the fifth
3: okay all right all fair right. enough we'll, we'll just slide careful. on that one <laughs> <laughs> um all right so i would say for mine next uh favorite activity or hobby of yours off the court
2: um just got into golfing so i definitely uh i'd probably say golfing
3: Real, quick follow-up on that How's it been for you i'm the world's worst golfer i don't know if i continue to pick up the club or if i just put it down
2: uh i'm not too good well, yeah it, okay. it, it, it makes <laughs> me feel a little better yeah <laughs>
1: I personally for me, I'm a top golf kind of guy. That's my thing. Go to the driving yeah. range. See how far I can hit it. Don't have to worry about making it in the hole or not. Just that's all I got to right. worry about. Uh, yeah, that's, that's me, but okay. So last one for us here on the rapid fire. Uh, what inspired you to wear number 23? Was there a player that did that or is it just a number you fell in love with?
2: You know, um, I wore 23, maybe one time when I was younger, but I used to always wear a 24 growing up or wore 24 at Vanderbilt um and buddy's 24 here so i picked 23 because it was the closest number i could get to 24 and if sometimes if you notice before warm-ups when they're calling out the starters buddy will lift his his, uh he'll lift his shooting shirt up and show me 24 and laugh because he knows that's the number
3: that's cold that is wow that's why you
1: didn't pick him for best shooter
3: (laughs) (laughs) maybe Uh, I like the insight over there because that's the type of stuff you just don't pick up on. But I didn't know it was personal. But uh, (laughs) I I definitely like that. And, you know, Aaron, before we finish up, I just really wanted to thank you for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. But you've also been a treat to watch because, look, we knew, hey, this guy can shoot. You know, he can defend. But we're seeing, I mean, the hustle, the grind, it's there. The diving for loose balls. I am boxing out. You're making winning plays. And that goes a long way.
2: I appreciate it. So I always call it the dirty work. Someone's got to do it. And I just happen to love doing it. So,
3: Absolutely. And tell everybody where they could find you out on social media.
2: Yes, sir. Uh, just follow me on Aaron underscore Nisman on Instagram and Twitter.
3: Love it. Hey, Aaron, like I said, really appreciate you coming on. And best of luck for the rest of the season.
2: Thank you, guys. I really appreciate you guys having me. Absolutely. Thanks, Aaron.
3: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers.
1: All right, Flatsy, every time I get these guys on the show, I just end up liking them more and more. I think that says a lot about the guys on this roster, just their humbleness, their willingness to come on the show, their their kindness to us. Aaron Neesmith did not disappoint. Terrific, terrific human being outside of a great basketball player.
3: Man, what a likable guy. And you can just see – I mean – I love that moment in the, in the interview where then you can start to see. All right, this guy's having a little bit of fun, you know, because you know how it goes with the media. Everyone's always asking the questions. You try and give the most professional answers, but I love when you could peel it back just a little bit and and just kind of talk to them as just, "Hey, look, me and you, you know, not not you're being interviewed right now." Those are always the fun moments, and just like you said, now I'm stuck rooting for this guy <laughs> for life. I bah- know you're stuck. Uh, well, you know what I mean? I'm not stuck like I'm forced for it, but I- I'm here and I ain't going nowhere. But, yeah. Alex, I was ready to shed a little tear out of my eye when we asked him, who was your closest teammate? And he said, well, it was Terry Taylor. Mm. I-, I-, I felt my heart break in that moment. Yeah, I was- and I-, I was a little
1: disappointed that he played in the fifth when we asked him who the best shooter on the team was. But, you what know, I'm really- not going to hold it against him. Uh, you know, he's catching passes. From Tyrese and Buddy has his number. So what is he supposed to do here? He's not gonna upset one or the other. So, you know, with that being said, though, I think Aaron Newsmith has been just an absolute joy to have on this team. And he really, as like Caitlin Cooper said on our previous episode, kind of changed the way this team was playing basketball. So it's it's been really cool to see. But Foxy I think that kind of wraps everything up. If uh you want to let people know where they can find us out on social media, that would be great.
3: Absolutely. So you can find us on Twitter at setting the page three. You can find Alex on Twitter at NBA I can be found on Twitter at underscore F-A-C-C-I. You can find us on Instagram at Pacers Talk. You can find us on Facebook at Setting the Pace. You can find us on TikTok at Setting the Pace. And, Alex, tell them where they can check us out on YouTube.
1: Go to YouTube.com slash the Pace, a Pacers podcast. Subscribe. Watch all of our videos. We've put a lot of videos out there, and even some of the videos that we put out during the summer, our interview with Lance Stevenson. That is a rewatchable Little segment there. So go watch those videos because Lance Stevenson, anytime you hear Lance talk, it's awesome. We obviously miss Lance, but Andrew Nimhart on there twice, Terry Taylor, Tyrese Halliburton, you know, we've had a lot of stuff on there, so make sure you check it out. But Fachi, if you're hoping maybe to get some Chick-fil-A later this week after hearing Aaron Niesman say that's been kind of his go-to place in Indiana, then hit me with those three words.
3: Let's go, Pacers.
2: Setting the pace going to the top setting the pace going to the top this is your number 1 podcast sweeping every team we going need a mop Smooth.
0: <laughs>